Hello, I am Mihaly Tivoyu, and this is my new podcast, Quarantine Notes. Do you also find unprecedented times to be one of the most overused phrases recently? Yet, this seems to be the most we can do to describe what we're going through, which would have been so unimaginable until recently that it still can seem surreal, like a dream which should end any second so that we can just go back to normal, whatever that normal may mean for everyone. I am one of the many musicians whose entire activity has been brought to a grinding halt by the current crisis. And I bet that wherever you may find yourself and whatever your occupation may be, your life has changed radically in ways that would have been hard to anticipate. Yet the question is, what do we do in this time? As a pianist, I am quite used to periods of isolation, and I have been somewhat grateful for the extra time I have to practice and learn a repertoire that I wanted to do for a long time. However, in the first two weeks of isolation, I could hardly even bring myself to touch the piano. Indeed, the musicians I know seem to deal with this in very different ways, while some dive into new online projects trying to reshape what the classical musician's activity looks like, or dedicating themselves to a charitable cause, others take time away from their instrument, finally allowing some time for their hobbies or some long-forgotten violon d'ingre. Some try to overcome the stream of gloomy news by going on a spree of productivity, while others, a minority, I must admit, use this time to recharge their batteries. Personally, I have noticed one unexpected positive effect of this whole situation. The flourishing of a certain kind of conversation, unrushed, honest, and marked by a genuine joy to communicate with another human being, even if only on Zoom. I have long been quite fond of the podcast medium, with its long uninterrupted episodes, often without the distraction of video, and a certain intimacy reminiscent of its older relative, the radio. With this podcast, I intend to bring to you candid conversations I will have with musicians and artists in general as we navigate this time. My guest today is Ioana Prodanova, who is a wonderful cellist and an inspiring human being. As we are partners musically as well as in life, this meant I could do this interview in person rather than on Zoom. And the fact that she is not at all microphone shy, as you will see, uh, was a great and unexpected plus. Ioana plays as a soloist, she is part of the Barbican Quartet, and we regularly appear together as a duo. In this podcast, we had a long chat about music, the Lord of the Rings, traveling to the seaside, and many other things. Enjoy! Okay, so my guest for the first episode of my new Quarantine Notes podcast, and my first podcast ever, is rather conveniently uh, Joanna Prodanova, um, since we are sharing this quarantine together. We'll try to keep a relatively straight face throughout. <laughs> Joanna, uh, what is on your music stand at the moment? Um, on my music stand at the moment? are mostly solo pieces because I found that this is something that um, requires a lot of time to internalize 
And very often when I'm busy with other things, I don't really dare starting new solo repertoire. Um, so I've taken this as a great opportunity to learn some of the pieces that I've really wanted to for a long time and really delve into the Britain suites. So they're one thing that's on my music stand. Uh, along with the Anna Magdalena Bach um, uh, version of the Bach cello suites, which I am revisiting. And uh, some works by Hinastera as well as the Piatti Caprices. It's in entirely solo, <laughs> solo pieces at the moment. That's interesting. So were these, um, were these part of your projects before the imposed lockdown? Some of them, yes. Um, also, the Ginastera I've been wanting to learn for a while now, so I had started. But the Britain is something that came to me uh, during, during the, the lockdown because I, I just remembered wanting to play these pieces and never really having had the opportunity to do so, especially because when you're in, in school, I think you, teachers tend to focus on your weaknesses very often so that you're learning repertoire to improve yourself. And these pieces are actually something that I feel quite comfortable in. So it's, it's nice to explore that. So um, a welcome window in, in your uh, otherwise rather busy schedule. Um, that's very interesting because obviously we're all experiencing, um, if we're lucky enough to not have been affected by or have uh, family members affected by the virus, we're all experiencing a very similar situation, the whole world. Um, and uh, at the same time, we're all, I think we're all dealing differently with it. Well, you know, I've just been reminded of something that is one of my favorite quotes ever. And it's from the Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings. And it's a little conversation between Frodo and Gandalf. And of course, Frodo is burdened with carrying and having to destroy the ring and live through some changing and really scary times. And I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember anything <laughs> word to word. Um, but he says to Gandalf, I just wish um, that this wasn't happening in my time. And Gandalf tells him, um, so do the people that are going through the time but it's not for them to decide. The only thing that we are to decide is what to do with the time that's given to us. And I think that's, that's a really good kind of motto to live by, always. <laughs> because you, there are so many things that, you, that are completely out of your control and you just have to make the best out of, out of your time. Yes, it's always a good motto to live by, but perhaps especially now. Yes. <laughs> um, is there something um, that you think you'll miss once the lockdown is over? I'll miss spending time with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, actually, that's it's funny to say that, but I feel like 
Presumably we'll spend time afterwards also. I hope. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm, co- I'm just joking. But it's funny because I think um, I'd kind of... Okay, so I, I had a teacher at some point that was encouraging me to make schedules of everything, all the short-term and long-term goals, and to really keep in my head kind of um, an overview of, of what is going to happen. In her words, it was the next year or two. Yeah. So I feel like in the past couple of years, when I've really started being active playing in uh, whether in recital or chamber music with the quartet or more challenging engage- engagements like concertos or solo recitals, I think I've really almost overdone that that I've really tend- tended to plan everything. And when things were happening, um, somehow it felt like I was almost going through my diary <laughs> rather than experiencing them for what they were. Um, so sometimes I would find myself leaving at 4 a.m., uh, leaving home and taking the bus and going to a flight or something. And in my head, instead of kind of kind of forgetting to appreciate what what's happening or what, what the sky looks like or something, I'm just thinking, okay, this is that period in my diary where I'm going to be away from home for three weeks nonstop and it's going to be difficult and I'm stressed. And I'm stressed not because I feel stressed, but because my diary tells me to be stressed. So actually, I've been so happy to not look at any plans. Of course, I have plans in my head, but they're so much more flexible at the moment. And I think that's a really great feeling because what it makes me do is that I, I kind of follow what, um, what, what I feel like in a way more. So when I do something, it comes more naturally and I'm more invested in it and I'm more uh, appreciative of the moment. So I guess this is something that not necessarily I will miss, but I'll try to recultivate in in busy, busy life when it comes back. If it comes back, because maybe that's uh, that's all we're going to do from now on. Just <laughs> if it comes back during our lifetime. Yes. <laughs> um, just to please the negative thinkers who are listening to us as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny how uh, this this situation has sort of really, um, I think, downgraded the importance of, of planning ahead a bit <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Hmm. Um, and um, But I think often, you know, I think too often musicians are fixated on that. So has it happened to you, like, that you ask someone how they are or what they're up to, and the only thing that they can come up with is that oh, they have this concert happening and they have all this tour coming up and I don't know what, and they just, or they might be name droppers and just be like, oh, I've just been with Daniel Barron. I I don't know. It's just, it's just (laughs) like, it all becomes about the schedule and actually um, under, underneath all of that, that we do, that is obviously very interesting. Um, There is each individual person and everything that's inside of them. And I don't know, I feel like we don't really get there (laughs) 
very often. No, yes, of course, there's the excitement of a busy schedule and the the, the sort of the bragging rights that come with it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we don't have time to often to delve much deeper. Um, and speaking of the, the, the whole person, is there something that of you that that you rediscovered in this time that is um, maybe unrelated to music or just uh, something that you haven't done in a long time? Hmm. Um, well, there are two things really, and one is something that I had already started before this um, lockdown began, and that was reading i really rediscovered quite recently but really <laughs> reading like non-stop and something that's really making me happy and makes me um think of many things that wouldn't occur to me or wouldn't come into my life otherwise um and the other thing so that's more external external thoughts but the other thing that's really interesting is something that um we talked about actually that I um, I found myself able to think about things that were in me that have happened, for example, a long time ago or have happened recently, but I haven't had the time or the energy to in kind of digest and really think about. So it's something really kind of, I think you you can only really know yourself if you have space because if you're rushing from one place to another both physically or mentally it's impossible to just look inside of yourself i think and, and many people are happy not to do that i think of course <laughs> um and i think also for some people it could be, it could do more damage <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean but actually for me it's it's, it's been really interesting and I think I've had a really hectic life with moving around a lot, moving places, living in different places. Um, and now it's so nice, actually, for for the first time in a long time. And also that I'm calm about it, because I've also had periods of my life when it's it's been calm around me, but I've been restless. So, of course, I can't look into myself then. But um, yeah. When you, are, are you are you talking about looking at uh, past events that um, you haven't had the chance to process uh, entirely, or um, just thoughts uh, or or ideas that that you both really, you know, and both personal and musically as well, because I've um, I've been out of school for a year now, and it's been quite a crazy year and I have had quite a few teachers <laughs> so you can I think like like everybody just have so much potential information still stored somewhere in you that you haven't really had the chance to extract fully so in your practice for example if you're just trying to learn something for an upcoming performance you're much less likely to really think about what what someone said and try to internalize it and try to really work 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 it out so that's really interesting and for example for me something that's been really um really cool recently is that 
um, I played with um, with one of my teachers just before um, before the lockdown actually and um, unfortunately it's really 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 sad because he has been ill with virus but thankfully he's well and recovering now so I'm very grateful for that um, but um, he, he came we played the Schubert uh, cello quintet together and so many things because I studied with him I finished studying with him about seven years ago eight years ago and so many of the things that we have been working on together between the I was 15 and 20 kind of came back to me just out of playing with him um, so it's been really amazing now coming back um, home and having the space and really thinking about what he does and what what he he encouraged me to do and what he thought my strengths and weaknesses were um, and I can kind of see that more clearly you know well I think that if um, basically if if I had gone on on with my life as it, it had been planned as I had in my in my schedule um, I would have been playing with the quartet nonstop up until now <laughs> and I wouldn't have really had time to no, that uh, that really resonates with with something I've been thinking and and uh, maybe it sounds a bit funny that we're talking as if uh, we, we've we've never exchanged these ideas before but we actually don't get a chance uh, during during the <laughs> day to day <laughs> to discuss about quite quite like this um, it's also resonating with me with this in a way, uh, taking a break from the, the constant uh, influx of, of information and the sometimes fascinating information. And you can, you can have now access to more, more wonderful masterclasses and um, ideas exchanged with people than ever before. Um, and having a break, for that some, uh, a break from that somehow gave, gave me time to, exactly as you say, to really remember details that um, I would have thought lost otherwise um, and and the sort of depth the depth of certain encounters and certain um, moments uh, like lessons or a, a depth of, of detail and of uh, of experience that is, is coming back from from mm -hmm. my memory yes and that comes from from you know spending more time on your own I guess. Yeah, I think it's a little bit like, you know, when you've had, um, when you go to a master class, when you're still studying, when you're like 20 and you go to a master class and you meet this super inspiring figure and they give you a bunch of things. Um, I think by no means at the end of this master class, you have mastered them, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it takes you like ages any idea i think really any idea even if it kind of instantly clicks with you you can only say you've um you've mastered you've mastered it once that it's it's become a part of you and that always takes a, a well i mean it's not to say that obviously when we are going through normal life not quarantined we don't do that of course we do but now it's it's a little bit more intense in a way i think yes what do you think would be the first thing that you want to do once um, lockdown is over in, in some way or another? Well, the first thing I want to do is to um, go to the sea. 
<laughs> Honestly, I think because I'm, um, I think I'm two people really in in many aspects, but in this very much because. Um, what are the two? Well, I can be very um, content being home and doing my thing and just focusing on, on on things around me but also there's this other part of me which is just obsessed with with, with nature and and freedom this idea of freedom so you're really out and you can do whatever you want and you can meet people um, so I think at some point I will really start craving being out you don't you don't have names for these two people like Schumann <laughs> um, not yet. I, have, I haven't started my own. Uh, yeah, it's probably a rubric. good sign. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but I think definitely it would be so amazing to feel free. And I think that this is this is what I miss the most. I don't miss going shopping. I don't necessarily miss like going out for coffee. I definitely don't miss disposable coffee cups, and I don't miss. Good bread sandwiches uh, <laughs> and the tube all of these things that actually when you think when you think about when you say oh I miss day-to-day -day life it's just life is amazing but so often we're really not taking advantage of it so what I would love to do is go hiking and go swimming and all of that stuff yes that, that's uh, something I miss a lot and of course family that's another thing and see the people that um, we love. Although it's so it's so sad, really, that I feel like now I'm closer to um, some of my best friends because we've actually um, had the time and the little push to to call each other and to to really speak at length. Because uh, all of my my best friends really live um, out of, of London. And very often we just kind of assume that everybody's doing fine until we see each other <laughs> and we see each other very rarely already. Um, Have you gotten so. in touch with old friends uh, that, that, that you hadn't heard from for a long time? Actually, with? yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's been quite, quite nice, honestly. Family members? Also? Yes, both family and just friends from the either people who live in Bulgaria or have moved elsewhere and you know like like with every serious event every every time something happens it brings um, it brings people together and that's really beautiful yes even in in spite of um, physically not being able to to get together we, we can yeah. get around that yeah but you know for me it, it again it's just I'm so used to that <laughs> because of all the moving. And you know, also for you, I think it's, it's similar. It's very often the people that you want to go um, see now are not even in London. So if, if it wasn't for the quarantine, again, I wouldn't really have had the chance to, to be with them. It's, uh... Yes, we're quarantined in a, in a different way. Yeah. Normally. <laughs> um... Do you have any tips or any advice on uh, how to how to spend this uh, quarantine 
this isolation in a more pleasant way. Well, you know, I think we have to be um, realistic about our situation, <laughs> which <laughs> it's pretty grim. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but for for us, uh, for me at the moment specifically, I think it's very difficult for me to give advice because I um, I'm in a in a really quite good good place. We have a beautiful garden, and for some reason the weather is amazing, and we're together, and we have a great dog <laughs> so um it's a little bit doesn't make any sense for me to say oh if you feel down just uh, write down what you want to do and uh read lots of books i mean i think what's important is that i think everybody goes on on their own journey with this and i think the best thing that we can we can say really is the, what we started with <laughs> that um, there are some things there there are the things in, in everybody's life that we are responsible for and we are um, able to change and we're able to control and those are our dreams and our thoughts and our purpose in life uh, and there's always a way to expand that but there are things that we can't change like the weather so um, <laughs> or the virus or how some people behave or so I think that's a really it's it's a, it's a trying time um, of course but it's it's a great opportunity for us to learn that um, what, what we are in control of and to let go the things that we're not in control of and maybe to read the Lord of the Rings <laughs> good plan are there some pre-lockdown pre projects that you particularly miss or particularly want to see through um, whenever it will be possible? Hmm. Well, you know, actually so far we've had, with the quartet at least, we've had everything cancelled up until August and we were supposed to have um, a really busy summer, like really busy. So that involved in particular some collaborations with uh, fantastic musicians and uh, this is something that I'll definitely miss and I was really 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 looking forward to for example playing Brahms string sextet at the Bordeaux Quartet Festival or uh, to travel to, uh, to Stanford um, in California and we were supposed to go to Lefoten Festival also where we were going to play Schumann Quintet and um, Glinka Sextet and all of these things. It was so much incredible music to look forward to, really to learn and to meet inspiring people and have um, more input. So definitely, I'm, I'm unhappy about that. Um, but I hope that all of these Did things will still happen. happen eventually? I hope so, eventually. And if not these ones, other ones. And how does the quartet stay... Uh maintain its uh, its uh, integrity <laughs> that's that's a really difficult question you, um, are you in touch regularly not really <laughs> <laughs> i mean the thing is we are with as you know we don't live in the same city so uh, it's a little bit challenging when we're <clears throat> together to keep our personal lives um sane <laughs> 
So I think for some of us, spending this time at home was um, really welcome. And we don't particularly feel like we need to um, keep communicating with each other. We're just waiting for this all to finish and we'll we'll figure it out, basically. Mm-hmm. But still, we of course, we, we are in touch about uh, planning next season and at least we have some upcoming projects in, in, in the future that we're looking forward to. Um, but I think in the quartet, it's equally important to, to have really rich individual lives. And um, as Amaris was saying, actually, a few days ago, it's, of course, we're, we're trying to have uh, the the main goal is to have one voice and say the same th- the same thing um, as a group. But what we we appreciate about each other and about our quartet is that every single one of us has their own voice and their own input. So to expand on each one of these voices is actually great um, opportunity for the quartet as well. Yeah. So how how do you think? Um... I wanted to ask you how do you think your your solo and 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 uh, duo work informs your quartet playing and vice versa do you think there's a a transfer from from these different activities Absolutely it's impossible for there not to be because whatever I do whether I'm playing concerto or whether I'm playing the baseline of uh Haydn quartet I am still me playing the cello. So this doesn't change. So just the role changes. Mm. And I think everything that, that I do influences either. Of course, there needs to be a focus depending on what you have coming up and depending on your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, definitely... It's, it's going to be tricky to juggle things uh, at some points in very, yes. London life gets at its busiest. Yes, and not not just London. I think I I'm starting to realize just life, no. <laughs> but definitely, I think if I'm doing a lot of quartet, I think what it really does is open my ears as much as as possible, because you don't only listen to yourself; you listen to four uh, to three three other voices and how they relate to each other and to you and to the whole and beyond that <laughs> do, you, do you think you would approach a, a concerto performance differently or uh, experience it differently uh, now after having been part of this quartet for so long than you would have before yeah definitely sometimes not necessarily in a positive way <laughs> honestly <laughs> I'm just being honest but for example um, how so because Okay, the positive thing is that I really have found a way to relate myself to what surrounds me. And I think if you don't do chamber music, it's very it's very easy to just focus on your solo part and just kind of plow through that as uh, no matter how beautiful you play it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, of course, it depends on the person incredibly. But um, I think I definitely used to be like that. I just kind of... Um, played kind of through everything, um, incredibly focused on myself. And after all of these years with chamber music, 
I think I've really started listening to exactly what I said with the quartet. I mean, um, in a concerto also, it's important how you relate to the orchestra, to the different parts and to the whole. I think it, it makes it easier to just mm. see a piece from beginning to the end and not just your part. I, I, I don't know, it's funny. But uh, also it can, the, the funny story that, that I had with the um, too influenced by chamber music was in playing Dvorak with an amateur orchestra a couple of years ago. And the most beautiful bit in in the um, the second uh, in the in the development section a section of the first movement, um, the flute player was just I don't know like I don't know how many bars behind, <laughs> but but of course I was just listening to her, so I just went with her and absolutely not with the conductor, and it was really um, I mean actually thankfully it really fell into place. A couple, couple of seconds later, but they really noticed this. That I know, uh, I, I went with a certain voice that I'm very focused on, <laughs> instead of just going on with uh, with my own part and with the conductor. It probably would have been uh, yes uh, less eventful. <laughs> yes, I can relate to that. This is changing, uh, as it were, uh, different hats. Uh, yes. <laughs> And, um, but you know what's funny that even even though this happened and I wasn't very proud of it and I felt a bit stupid, but um, the great experience that I've had with almost every orchestra that I've played with, and in particular amateur orchestras, is that they really appreciate that you listen to them. Mm. I, I think it's really great because that you have some sometimes people very um, just kind of they think that they have to play their thing and the orchestra is going to follow and. Yes, yes. Um, they they think they have to to le lead uh, absolutely everything when they have yeah. a, an accompaniment and the, yeah. the flute has a theme. And exactly. I I've I've noticed that they they really appreciate you listening to them, cha changing into the role whenever you have to accompany them. Yeah. Uh, even for a half a bar or something. It's, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, you you've been very generous with your time. Thank you for that. Um, I really had to make space in my diary for that. So. <laughs> Is there, uh, before we finish, is there anything you'd like to ask me? It's, uh, I don't know why it's assumed that the, only the host... Uh, you know, I thought about that. I actually thought about it as well. I was like, should I ask you, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there are many things that I would like to ask you. Um, for example, I'd like to know actually what... Um, what you're looking forward to when um, we're not when we are allowed to go outside what what would be the first things that you would like to do i think definitely traveling is something i miss but traveling in the sense of uh, going somewhere for the sake of visiting that place not traveling for uh, work when often it doesn't matter where you are and all you see is the airport and the hotel um, uh, I'm, I'm also I feel very attached to the seaside although I wasn't born by the seaside like you I miss quite a bit um, being able to meet with friends uh, not that I was doing too much of that before I think I was missing that <laughs> already <laughs> before the lockdown <laughs> because my, my friends are all over the all over the world um, and 
something I miss um, in particular is uh, driving and um, of course I think the, the the first time that it might be a long time until then but the first time that I'll be allowed to do a public concert again would be a very special day <laughs> what do, do you think that all of this time by yourself um, kind of not allowed <laughs> to perform will influence the way you see your upcoming concerts certainly yes I think I I will <laughs> it's I had a, um, my one of my dear teachers uh, John Havel uh, had this advice play every concert as if it's your last it's brilliant I think I will definitely <laughs> put that into into practice yes that's I, I think that there used to be a certain uh, gravity is that the right word um, that a certain weight that I felt about the concert that not to say I, I never took concerts lightly but as there were more and more of them I didn't quite feel that in the same way as um, I did especially in teenage years or so and uh, I have a feeling that um, when, when, whenever I resume concerts that I will feel that very strongly so that's actually a really positive thing it is yeah and what do you feel like how have you felt with this change because I also know that you were going to be incredibly busy now actually now I don't think we would have been together very much what, what is today 25th um, of April yes um, it's, I, I'm, I got to the point where I'm I'm so accepting the new situation that I'm not thinking so much about how I miss them although I do um, but I'm I'm happy to be able to practice in a way that that I haven't done for a long time and in a way I feel like I'm dealing with with some past ha hang-ups um, in the way I, I maybe approach a piece or the way I practice and it is it's, it's funny how you, you can be one can think about past things and be uh, very upset about not doing things in a certain way in the past and whenever you get a chance to do them again you can you know sort of deflect from that and avoid doing them as you would have liked to and I, <laughs> I think I finally have another chance to deal to deal with some things and um, I'm definitely enjoying the piano the time I'm spending at the piano on my own so what made you um, have this change of mindset um, ac acceptance I guess I mean you can uh, be as angry as you want and say the world isn't fair and you I should have been doing my concerts now but uh, it comes uh, you have to come to a point where you realize that's not going to change anything <laughs> so basically Gandalf's advice again is to <laughs> yes it's really it's really the thing to, to take out uh, I mm. think <laughs> well thank you very much thank you it's been and a pleasure maybe we should say now that uh, our <laughs> album is out <laughs> yes if um, if anyone has made it this far um, 
we should say that our album is out on Lynn Records. Exactly. So Lynn Records, Jon Prodanova and Mihai Ritivoyo. We're playing Chopin, Janicek and Fury. And this was recorded exactly a year ago. And it's really funny that it's out <laughs> in this period that we're absolutely kind of not thinking about it anymore. Um, well, uh, well, thank you for uh, making it to the end of our first ever podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode of Quarantine Notes and would like to hear more conversations I have with musicians, don't forget to subscribe. 